for the Interrobank and Gracia Espinosa. And welcome to this episode on the Red Couch podcast. Meg Howald is a novelist and a scriptwriter who came to talk Songwai died in my house. <laughs> welcome, Meg. Hi. Yeah, well, uh, we are going to talk about your last book. Um, obviously, my 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 first question is about what what's your new book about? Someone died in my house is a supernatural mystery thriller, and it centers around um, a, a novel, a graphic novelist who moves into a Victorian home in Toronto. And not long after he moves in, all sorts of disturbances uh, start to take hold to the point where he's getting really sick and he can't sleep and he worries about the health of his little 10-year-old girl. So his name is Ben Needham and he decides he's going to investigate the history of the house. Uh, was there a crime in it? Uh, the records don't show that there was. So what he does is he hires a team of paranormalists, scientists, who do come in and do a sweep of the house and conduct a seance to find out what was going on. What was the inspiration for this amazing story? Uh, well, I've always been really interested in the supernatural uh, and the many forms that, that it has taken, but I also was really moved by a movie I saw a long time ago on a British couple, a novelist and a painter. It's a true story. And they were so much in love that when the husband took sick and died, she shot herself and killed herself. She couldn't live without him. So I wondered about the power of this kind of love and what happens when one of the partners dies? Um, is that kind of energy and power reunited in the afterlife? So that's what this novel's about. Uh, well, Ben is in a war. Ben is the, the main character, yeah, yeah. He's in a war with the ghosts in his house. He does find out that a woman was murdered in the house and uh, it was a cover-up. No one ever knew that she was murdered. It was a cover-up. And so the whole story investigates who murdered her, what happened, and um, yeah, so it goes from there. And about um, the paranormal activity, did you do um, a research? How you started with, with this topic? That's a really good question. Uh, I did so much research on it. I learned so much about paranormal activity and hauntings. Uh, one of the main things I learned was that a lot of uh, investigators, a lot of paranormalists are actually mainstream scientists. A lot of them are mainstream scientists and they uh, geophysicists, etc. Um, and they have a, a, a love of uh, investigating paranormal activity. And so the team that my main character brings into the house, they're all scientists, but they also um, are firm believers in uh, paranormal activity. 
So they're so dedicated to <laughs> they're so dedicated to what Ben is going through. It's very interesting because before the interview, we were talking in, here in the Department of Communication in my office, and when I mention ghosts, you say, well, energies. energies because you are very yes. familiar um, more with uh, this uh, word than ghosts. Do you think that ghost is something that is not how I can express this because it's more of a fictional yeah. yes it's more of a fictional uh, name uh, but energies right you would find that in your research that there uh, is a variety of energies and uh, residual energies are energies in a house and a lot of people have them mm -hmm. a lot of people have these energies and they just live with them um, they're not there to harm you um, I researched and it said that many of them do not realize that they've passed on and so they remain in a, an area or they move around to other areas. The other kind of activity from energies uh, might have a more negative impact mm -hmm. and these could be poltergeists. But anyway, so yeah. I mean in the novel I explore both kinds both, of energy. Yeah, okay. Like it becomes really, really frightening and terrifying uh, for Ben, yeah. And another interesting thing about the book is not only the paranormal activity, the paranormal investigator, the medium. Uh, you you talk uh, about this book is a mix is a mix of mystery and thriller. So perhaps all the people consider they know the difference, but I, I would like that you explain it. Yeah, um, the novels I write are fusion uh, genre novels or hybrid, so I cross the genres. I'll have crime and detection with detectives involved, uh, police investigation, along with a theme of supernatural or a theme of science fiction fantasy, and also love. I can't write any novel that doesn't have the theme of love. And in this novel, Someone Died in My House, there are four different couples, actually, that have different kinds of love, and you see it developing through the layers in the novel. So that is definitely <laughs> fusion. That's definitely fusion, right? And it's very interesting because uh, when I received information about someone died in my house, I received at the same time illustration of the characters. Why you decided to do that? Because is is the main character Ben is a graphic novelist? So why that's why you did your <laughs> that's, this? Such, that's such a good question. Who goes ahead and mm -hmm. like uh, creates a uh, hundred different photos? Yeah, of their no, but I, I love it because yeah. it's the way that you can um, not only with um, with words because you describe. I I I read a few a few extracts of the books so. The way that you describe the people, for me, it's wonderful. But at the same time, if I can see the, illustra the illustration, I love it because I can, con I can see how you conceive the characters. Right. So that's why I want to know, because I don't see a lot of books in which you can see the idea of the right. author. Well, why I did that is because doing a novel anymore today, it's 50% researching, drafting, and the other 50% is submitting it to the publisher, working with the publisher, and marketing it. So with all of the uh, character portraits and cinema action uh, photos I'm doing, I'm bringing them out on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. They will all be 15 second to two minute 
teasers and reels of the characters. So the characters, I'm gonna do it on Adobe Pro. Mm -hmm. So I'll make little films and I'll have the characters uh, portraits and I'll make them in such a way that they'll look like introductions to TV series. Mm -hmm. You know, characters were flowed in. I don't know if you're um, aware of Runway Gen 2 animates photos. Yeah, yeah of course so I love that. <laughs> I've got, you know, those two people dancing. Yeah. Uh, I've got them kissing. Oh. And I even have them as skeletons later on in an embrace. Wow. And they kiss in as skeletons. Yeah, so I get like kind of excited about it. <laughs> so this is all going to go into the marketing in the next two weeks. I've got so much work to do on that. But it's fun. <laughs> so that's why that's why I'm doing it. Because yeah. because I really believe you ha you should have visuals. You should have visuals. It's all part of the marketing process. And um, well, as a screenwriter, I want to know what came first, love for literature or love for cinema? I would have to say love for cinema. Yeah? Because when I write, it's really um, sensory. It appeals to the senses. And I would have to say love of cinema, love of the visual, because I'm an artist, and uh, love of writing. I mean, they're both in intertwined. They really are. They're both connected. But um, that's why a lot of my novels are dialogue-driven. I love my characters talking. I give them a lot of, um, you know, space to talk and develop their stories and to interconnect with one another. Yeah. Um, who will like this book? Because I, I have seen that because of the word, the description, it's more for adults. But I don't know if you are going to read a... Um, a mystery and thriller book for the first time, it's a good option, so... Um, reviewers, um, I've already received three four-star reviews, and they're saying it's definitely adult because there is some sexual content in it, but uh, they're thinking, you know, 16 years old and up uh, would like this. You have young people in it mm -hmm. and older people, so it is uh, multi-generational as well. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. What yeah, happens. and it's not very long, so yes. I think you can read it in yes. one night. Yes, I mean, you if it. you love a yep. um, mystery and thriller, I mean, 300 pages that you are going to enjoy. Yeah, one reviewer said they couldn't put it down, and that made me happy that she just wanted to keep on reading it. Oh, I, that made me happy. Yeah. Well, that's for me. Um, as a journalist, when someone says I couldn't leave to to see your report, or in this yeah. case, uh, I couldn't stop to to read, for me, it's the most amazing yeah. review that I can receive. It validates. Mm -hmm. It validates all your hard work. Yeah. Um. Well, I think it's obvious that I, I need to know where you can find this book. Uh, my publisher has uh, uploaded it to Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Uh, print copies will be available in bookstores mm -hmm. upon ordering. And uh, yeah, so m the major ebooks as well as bookstores. Meg, it was a pleasure to meet you. It was so nice to be here. Yeah, I, so I don't know if you want to add something about your book, about the history. <laughs> no, it was just a pleasure writing it, and it's even more fun getting, uh, you know, marketing it. And, yeah. uh, 
sitting back and seeing what people think about it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. It's nice being here. Thanks, Gratia. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Red Couch Podcast. You know that you can catch up with every episode on our website, on our YouTube channel, uh, what full episodes in, in all our social media, and subscribe to our newsletter to keep up with Fancho. For the Interrobank, and gracias, Pinoza. Bye.